0: Hello and welcome to Arlen Education's podcast on alcohols. This is our last podcast in the organic chemistry series and we're going to look at how ethanol is manufactured as well as how to oxidise different alcohols into aldehydes and ketones. As you may have come across before, ethanol can be made industrially in two different ways. By fermentation of sugars using yeast and by reacting ethene with steam. I'm going to briefly recap both processes and some pros and cons of each. Firstly, fermentation. This is where yeast is used as a catalyst to turn glucose into ethanol and carbon dioxide through anaerobic respiration, which means that no oxygen is present. It's also warmed to around 35 degrees C for a faster rate of reaction. Some benefits of this method is that it's low tech and simple, so it can be done anywhere. It's particularly useful in countries such as Brazil, who have a really good supply of sugarcane. It doesn't use much energy, and sugar is a renewable source. However, it is a batch process, meaning that it doesn't produce a continuous stream of ethanol. It's also slow, and the ethanol produced isn't pure. To compare... The hydration of ethene takes place at a much higher temperature of around 300 degrees C and a high pressure of 60 atmospheres, and also uses a phosphoric acid catalyst. Simply, the reaction is ethene plus water forms ethanol. The praise for this method is that it's fast, continuous and makes pure ethanol. However, It requires more technology to maintain these required conditions, also using a lot of energy. And ethene comes from crude oil, which is a non-renewable source. The next section looks at the reactions of alcohols. So let's start with a few fun facts. Alcohols form hydrogen bonds in water, so are soluble, but have relative high melting points. Alcohol molecules are also polar, due to the hydrogen-oxygen bond, and so can undergo nucleophilic substitution reactions and elimination reactions, as well as the usual combustion and oxidation reactions. Ethanol can be used as a solvent, a fuel, or even in alcoholic drinks. Just don't get them modeled up. In fact, ethanol is classed as a biofuel if produced by fermentation, which means that it's a carbon neutral fuel. For our first reaction, Let's start with an elimination reaction. Like halogenoalkanes, alkanes, alcohols can undergo elimination to turn them back into an alkene. This reaction is known as dehydration. To turn ethanol into ethene, it's heated and passed over a catalyst, or boiled under reflux with concentrated sulfuric acid. What's great about this is that ethene can be made from ethanol, which is a renewable source if made by fermentation, giving a potentially renewable fuel. To make an alkene, the OH group leaves to become water by gaining an H plus ion from the acid. A hydrogen is also removed from the carbon adjacent to the carbon with the OH group. This can lead to multiple products if the carbon with the OH group is between two other carbons. So just watch out for that one. However, an alcohol which doesn't have a hydrogen on the adjacent carbon cannot undergo elimination. The last reaction of alcohols to look at today is oxidation. Before we delve into the reactions, let's quickly recap the two new functional groups, aldehydes and ketones, which are collectively known as carbonyls. Aldehydes have a functional group, CHO, with the bond to the oxygen being a double bond. A ketone has a functional group C double bond O in the middle of the compound. So a primary alcohol can be oxidized partially into an aldehyde. For example, ethanol is partially oxidized into ethanol, which is CH3, CHO and water. The overall reaction would be CH3CH2OH, which is the ethanol, plus O in square brackets which forms CH3CHO plus H2O. We write the oxidizing agent as a single O in square brackets to simplify the equation. A secondary alcohol, on the other hand, with the OH group on the middle carbon in the chain will be partially oxidized into a ketone. So for example, propan-2-ol is partially oxidized into propanone, CH3COCH3 and water. Aldehydes can then be further oxidised into carboxylic acids, which has the functional group COOH. Ketones, however, can't be further oxidised into a carboxylic acid due to their position on the carbon chain. In order for oxidation to occur, we need an oxidising agent. Potassium dichromate is most commonly used, together with dilute sulfuric acid. This gives us an acidified dichromate iron with the formula cr 20 72 When this is reduced, we get a fun color change from orange to green. The conditions to make aldehydes, carboxylic acids and ketones are slightly different. So just to summarize those. To make an aldehyde from a primary alcohol, the conditions are potassium dichromate, dilute sulfuric acid and distillation to turn a secondary alcohol into a ketone, the conditions are the same. So potassium dichromate, dilute sulfuric acid and distillation. However, to make a carboxylic acid with full oxidation, the conditions are excess potassium dichromate, dilute sulfuric acid and reflux. And similarly, to turn an aldehyde into a carboxylic acid, the conditions are the same. So excess potassium dichromate, dilute sulfuric acid and reflux. If you enjoyed this podcast don't forget to follow Arlen Education or like us on Facebook for study tips, free guides and information for our online group tuition classes and private tutors.